Nick will guide you. Never fret. Uh, and if uh, if anybody's sitting in the in the way back, uh, if everyone could just sit in the very front, the very front, just so the uh, the lollygaggers. I guess there's going to be a lot of them today. Uh, <laughs> uh, very nice, very cool. Uh, thanks for doing that. Uh, wow, very nice, everyone. Uh, Dreams do come true, apparently. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, just raise your hand. Uh, myself or Nick will bring you the mic. Uh, don't put the mic in your mouth. I repeat, don't put the mic in your mouth. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah, people have done that. Uh, and don't flail it about as well. Just keep it close to your face like I am speaking so everyone here can hear you and the people at home uh, in the snake pit uh, can hear you as well. Anyways, guys... Uh, enough of me. I know you guys are chomping at the bit to get started with church, so here we go. Take it, Jesse. Thanks. Thank you. Amazing. So, a baby coming already? Yes. And, and when's the baby do? June 26th. Oh, yeah? Nice. So, congratulations on the wedding. Thank you. It was fun? It was fun. It was hot. It was hot? In Louisiana, right? Yes. Yeah. Did your mother show up? Yes. Oh, she did? And Nana. <laughs> and Nana, too? Uh-huh. It was a fight? No. <laughs> no, it was a fight. Oh, no. I let my dad handle it. Huh? I let my dad handle it. Good. That's Good morning. Welcome to the church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. I am the mailman. Not the mail, but the mailman. All right? Just bring the mail so don't get mad at me about what's in the mail. Did you know that people get mad at the mailman? If they get bad news. And if they get good news, they like the mailman. Isn't that crazy? Where my check? <laughs> You didn't bring my check. You brought me bills. So you can go to our YouTube chat line and, uh, hey, we'll respond. Let me know and I can respond to the uh, uh, questions and comments. Thank you. Good morning, y'all. How y'all? I saw on, uh, I guess it was on, online somewhere, that some people broke into, some guys broke into these people's home. And they put them on the floor. It looked like a husband or wife. And they executed them. It looked like, unless it was a setup, but it looked like it was a break-in. And I'm like, wow, that's how everybody is. All human beings are like that. And just some may not be destroying the body, but they're destroying the soul. So it's the same spirit. Anyway, any questions about anything? No? So I want to, we had an amazing women's forum this Thursday night, last Thursday night. Was it amazing? Yeah? Did y'all learn anything? Yeah. What did you learn from it? Um, 
basically just, I mean, I already knew, but just Speak forgiveness. Forgiveness is important, how yeah. important forgiveness is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. So I want to go right to the biblical question this week. And the biblical question is, are you a failure in life? Are you a failure in life? An amazing question. And I've got some amazing responses from it, so I do appreciate it. Um, we didn't talk about this Thursday, right? Oh, okay. Let me go here. Are you a failure in life? Um, I didn't think about this biblical question, by the way. You say you did? Did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just heard about it at the forum. But am I a failure in life? Um, no. You're not? Mm-mm. And why do you say no? Because I have a life. You have what? A life. A life? Like a soul. You have a life and a soul? And that's why you're not a failure? Yes. And how does that make you not a failure? I mean, that's like a lot. <laughs> so what? That's like a lot. It's, you know, so how could that be failure? You said that sounds like a lot? It is a lot. What do you like mean Like a by soul that? is a lot. So that you say it's alive or a lot? A lot. A lot. Yeah. So um, that can't be failure. You can't be a failure? That can't be failure. Oh. I can, I suppose, according to people, but um, I would say no. You're not a failure. Yeah. And you're saying no because you have a, a soul and a what? Because I'm alive, yeah. Soul oh, soul and, and alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. All is right. that the right answer? So what? Is that the right answer? <laughs> uh, are you a, a failure in life? Yeah. Um, are you asking about this life, like the life that I'm living in this body? Are you a failure in life? Yeah. And the question's kind of a setup, but I get it. I like it. I in this life, I have failed. My soul, which is like the, you know, the the real me, not the not me. I, I don't really pass the judgment on the, my soul being failed in this life. I, I don't really know if that's, I don't know, specific enough to the question. But I don't, I failed in life. I am still here. I persevered. Or this body that I'm in has persevered through a lot of failure. You know, um, kind of to last week's question, a lot of um, folly. So are you a failure in life? I think this this body that I'm inhabiting on this earth, I think, has failed. Are plenty. you a failure? And that's that's my answer. What's your answer? My answer is this body that we're talking about, the one that's holding the mic right here. Yeah, I've, I've failed in life. So you are a failure in life. At times I have been. And- but I'm not my body, so it's really a, like I said, I think the question's a setup. I'm not my body. What do you mean a setup? It's a setup. What do you mean? Because you're going to talk about how my body is not of me and the spirit, and, you know, I know that I'm on. You got all that figured out? What the? <laughs> I, I see, I, you know, I try to call it out, but I mean, setup question, setup question. It reminds me of last week's how question is a lot. setup question? Because it reminds me a lot of last week, how we grow through folly. We grow, Folly is failures, mess ups, right? <laughs> I've grown through my failures. I've went through highs and lows in this body, in this life. 
to say I'm not a failure in life, I mean, I never failed in life. That ain't true. I failed. I don't, I don't consider this body of me. I don't consider the actions of me. So I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm comfortable saying I've failed. I'm even comfortable saying I'm a failure so in this life. So are you a failure in life? I just said I'm comfortable saying I'm a failure in this life. Yeah. And what does it mean to be a failure? To, to go through difficult things, but to not, to not beat yourself up over it. You know, it's like we've talked about. You don't run from the pain. You don't run from grow, growth moments. You sit in it, and you be thankful for the hard moments. You be thankful for the challenges. So what does it mean to be a failure to you? To move through tough moments, to persevere through failure. So you say you are failure in life, and what it means to you is to move through tough moments? Is to be comfortable in tough moments. That's how you get through them is you, you sit in them. You don't avoid them, right? I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. You don't walk from it. You run to it. So I have failed. I'm comfortable saying that this body, this life, I am a failure. I've definitely been through moments where I have been down and been a failure. Um, you know, but again. I'm not understanding your so I, I, I My thing is. Come back to me. I'm, I'm here with you. Are you a failure in life? I've already answered the question. Yeah, and give me, uh, it's not clear though. You're like all over the place. Because like. uh, I, I think the question is a setup. That's why I preface it. that. a setup? <laughs> because I'm not my body, right? I'm not this body. No, That's the not me. Give me like a straight answer. Are you okay. a failure in life? Can you clarify one thing? Are you asking the not me or are you asking this body, right? Are you asking this body, the not me, then I'm a failure. Are you a failure yeah, I understand. In life? I understand. I, I, I always answer your questions. I thought about it a lot. And I think it's a set-up question. That's, How is know, it set up? Because you're asking me to judge actions and situations of my body in this lifetime. And I'm saying, if that's what I'm doing, yes, I'm a failure. Are you a failure? I just said, yes, I'm a failure. You are a failure? Yes, in and this how life. Are you, what do you mean by in this life? Is there another I, life I, for you or something? I don't know what happens to my soul when I die. How you, but we're, not, we're talking about now. You're not dead, are you? And that's what I'm talking about now, too. I'm so just being are specific. You, a failure? you say, yes, you are a failure in life. I said that, yeah. And, and how are you a failure in life? Because I have failed in life. But, I, you know, I have to keep living my life. How have you failed in life? Um, I've been through, do you want a specific thing or do you want a general answer? I've been, through, I've been through horrific things that have caused me to grow. And without those things happening, I wouldn't have grown. Right? I've learned through my failures. That's the best way I can answer it. Okay. How about you? Are you a failure in life? Did you think about this question? I did. Okay. The first thing I thought it was, well, according to whose standard am I a failure? Because there's many different standards of what is being a failure. Um, but am I a failure in life? Yes, I have been. Um, and also, no. I've done you know a lot of things that would be considered not failing, but... I've made mistakes in my life, so I definitely failed myself or others. So are you a failure? In this moment, no. So no. No, are you a failure in life? No. And why do you say no? Uh, because I'm, I have the spirit. I'm on the narrow path. I, I see uh, the, the light. The truth is in me. So oh. I don't consider myself a failure in that way. Okay. I mean, is this a scary question or something? It seems kind of tense. <laughs> it's relaxed. It's just fellowship, all right? It's not a test. 
No, I don't think it's a scary question. It just causes you to really reflect inside of yourself, and so that can be uncomfortable. Right. That's okay. how I felt about it. That's how you felt yeah, about it? Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it was? Yeah. And what was uncomfortable about it? Just really, like, examining my life, you know, uh, and going through it and noticing, like, okay, I did fail in that moment, but there are also moments where I didn't, and in this moment, this present moment, am I a failure? And I don't consider myself to be one, no. Okay, amazing. How about you? Are you a failure in life? No. And why do you say no? Because to me, it's like you ever heard that expression when they say uh, can't isn't in my vocabulary? It's like failure. It's impossible for me to fail. So you're not a failure in life? Correct. And it's impossible for you to fail? Correct. And why is that? Because I can overcome anything. And what does it mean to for you to be to be to not be a failure? How do you know what you're that not is? A, I don't know. I'm, I'll go through that in journey. But it's like I can't even wrap my mind on me seeing something as I failed at something. You know, it was just what had to happen, and how I go about it is the next step in life. I don't look at it as. It's like how you say, treat the good as the bad and the bad as the good. So if I'm looking at it as a failure or I failed, I had an expectation on how I wanted something to go. So to me, I just don't see as that as can happen. It's like, you know, when you're playing sports and you say, don't say can't or don't say I can't do this, I can't make this shot. It's just like I can't think I'm going to fail. It's just not in my thought process. Oh, okay. So you're not a failure? No. Okay. And you can't fail? I can't fail. Okay. How about you? No, but he took my answer. <laughs> I told him this in the car, so he took my answer. He told you that in the car? Oh, you told him that in the car? Uh-huh. Whoa. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> now, I would say I'm not a failure. Why I'm not a failure, I don't know. But I just don't feel like I'm a failure. And what does a failure feel like? Um, I don't know, because I don't feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a failure? No, I would say I'm not a failure. And why not? Um, I don't know. I was thinking about the question. I have no answer. Yeah, I no. just would say, no, I'm not a failure, though. You were thinking about the question, but you have no answer, but you will say you're not a failure? Yes. I don't know why not, but I know I'm not. You don't know why not, but The Lord told me I'm not. <laughs> he came to me and told me. Oh, God. So you were thinking about this question? Yes, I was, because I know we were going to come today. Oh, I see. Um, amazing. So you're not a failure, but you don't know why? No. Okay. Interesting. Okay. How about you? Um, I would say I used to think I was a failure. Are you a failure in life? Mm, I would say I used to think I was a failure because by the world, like, um, you know, it says you should go to college and do all that it thing. It says what? Like, the world says, um, like... Or society says, like, to go to school, um, get a degree, like, to follow a certain path. And, um, but then I realized that the world is not worthy. So I would say no. So, 
So you used to feel like a failure, but not now. And the reason is because the world said you had to go to college? No, because I used to base it off the world standards, and then I realized that the world is not worthy. The world is not worthy. And so that made you not, you say you're not a failure? Yes. Because you did not go to college. No, because <laughs> <laughs> the world is not worthy. Like, um, I'm not basing it off the world standards. Like, I used to think the American dream was go to college, get an education, um, be independent, you know, have get married, get kids. But now I feel like um, the American dream is to become a Christian. So I would say I'm not a failure because I'm a Christian. You're not a failure because you're a Christian. And how does that not make you a failure? Because I'm following God's will. You are? And what is his will? Mm-hmm. Um, what's his will? Like, if I don't know, like, I only do things if I know to do them, you know? Like, I don't, like, if something is hesitant, then I won't do it. Because I did go to college, but then I was just like, I don't really like being in, like, I just realized it was, like, a godless institution with, like, godless people. So I just, you know, was like, ah, I'm not going to do it. I realized, like, I wasn't going for myself, so. That's why I said the whole college thing, because that's, like, the main thing for, like, me, for my family. They're still like, oh, when are you going to go to college and all this stuff, so. That's kind of why I use that as an example, because that's, like, the main example. Right. But that's not, like, the whole reason. That's just, like, an example. Okay. How about you, sir? Uh, Morning, everyone. Morning. Um, It's hard for me to answer with a yes or no. I didn't really smoke on it too much. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, because by what standards? If it's by God's standards, I'm not. And, uh... By God's standards, you're not a failure? Right. And uh, I didn't have anything to do with that anyway. That was all God. And um, I don't even know what the world standards are. I don't even really care. <laughs> so. And what is it? So So you're not a failure? Sure. No. Are you saying you're not or you are? I, I, I don't know. It doesn't, oh, you don't never know. occurred to me to consider whether I was or not. Oh, okay. So you don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Deep. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> how about you? No. You're not a failure? And why do you say no? Because I'm not dead yet. You're not dead yet? No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have a long way to go. So when you die, you will be a failure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Amazing. Okay. How about you? No. And why do you say no? Um, Because I think that, like everybody else, well, a couple of people have already said, by whose standard? Like, how do you measure what failure and success is? It was reminding me of a question way, way back that had to do with, like, are you success? So I think it's kind of not there's no such there's not it's just a word like there's not really a such thing as failure or success it's just a word because who can measure it whose standard are you going by so no I'm not a failure it's, you're not a failure so what does it mean to not be a failure so y'all can relax this is just fun there's no really just relax it's just fellowship um 
just not measuring, not using that as a, not measuring it, not measuring failure or success. Not measuring it to what? To like, what does it mean? You can't, it's just a word. Like, I can't really say like what it means. What does it mean to be a failure? Like a failure in life. Like that doesn't seem like it exists to me. Like, I don't think anybody is a failure. But at the same time, I don't think anybody is successful. You think that there it's are no failures life. in life? Well, no one. Maybe, maybe, maybe our president is failing us. <laughs> but I wouldn't say. But did even, you say that no one is a failure? I, I thought I heard you say it. Did you yeah, say at life, like in life. What, what do you mean by that? How is that? Well, because when you wake up every day, you have opportunity to come to God, uh, see light. Uh, I just don't see how failure to me is just a word like it doesn't really exist oh so failure doesn't exist I mean maybe in like a practical way if you're thinking about that but spiritually like I would say that failure doesn't exist spiritually because Mm. how is it measured if it's measured by God how do we know did you think about this question this week I, I thought about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not a failure? No. And because there's no such word? Because it, it's a word, but it's a, it's not really a thing that can be measured. Like, who determines, like, what failure is? Other than, like, like get it, like if you're in school, you get grades, A's and F's is failure, Does stuff like that. Does it feel like a set-up question? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Okay. What do you think of the question? I think um, everybody has their own interpretation and perspective of it. So my answer is just like, no, I'm not a failure because that's my perspective. If I'm going about, like I said, like who can judge, who can say like, oh, you're a failure at life. That, yeah, yeah. But I mean, how do they determine like, like I've always wondered like the IQ test, like people would, like my son would say stuff about like, oh, somebody, such and such has a high IQ. And I always wondered like who determines, like who made that test? Like how could that be real? Like who, okay. is there an ultimate genius person that made the test and wrote the test out and judges everybody about how they score on it? So it's okay. kind of like that if I'm making sense or not. Interesting. <laughs> Does that make sense a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) Did did it make sense to you? Yeah. It makes sense? Yeah. Okay. I'll come back. Okay. All right. How about you? Um, I don't know, but I guess my inclination is to say um, no, because... I'm sorry? No. You're not a failure. I want to say no, because to me it implies like like a self-judgment almost. Repeat that. A self-judgment, like like people are saying, like how can you, who can determine what? So you said no. No. You're not a failure. I don't know if I am, but I feel like. Did you say no, or I don't know if I, I don't am. know. I don't know. You don't know if I you're a failure. I don't know. But <laughs> so the answer is not no. Yeah, no. Because you did say no, right? Um, it just feels like to call your. Did you one, say no? I said no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it, what's making you change your mind? 
because of um, the fact that I think it implies like a judgment. Like, I have shortcomings, sure, but to say that I am an absolute failure, I don't think that that's really like up to me. I don't, that implies a judgment to me, and I'm not sure. So you're not sure if you're a failure no. or not? Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, how about you, sir? I'm, I'm a failure any time that I, I allow someone to affect me in a way that um, is not for uh, is not out of love. If I if I allow someone to to get me upset or or to uh, to not be in a good mood, which I typically am a lot of times, like I've dealt with depression in the past, and um, uh, any time I, I allow someone to Change my change my mind to not be in a good mood and spread positivity and love. That's when I consider myself to be a failure. Uh, so, are that, you a failure? When when I allow people to affect me in that way, then then yeah, in that moment I am. But overall, no, absolutely not. I'm not a failure. And why do you absolutely. think you're not? Uh, I don't feel like I'm one. What does a failure uh, feel like? Uh, I mean, I, what? I've, okay. I haven't paid rent in a year, so that. You haven't paid rent in a year? No. Oh. I feel pretty successful about that. I've been living out of my car for a year. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh. And that, and that's, that, that what you mean when you say you're not a failure? In, in that aspect, yeah. Oh, I'm okay. saving a lot of money by doing that. Um, it's humbling, too. It's humbling? Yeah. So you're living in your car by choice? Yeah. You want to live there? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Amazing. For, for now. For now? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. How about you, Hassan? Um, I think that, I guess, the... This is interesting about this question, huh? <laughs> it, it seems so... I didn't know it was this rough. <laughs> really, I just thought it was a fun question. Well, my answer has changed since not listening to everybody. Um, <laughs> I think the overall answer is that kind of like what she was just saying, we can't judge. It's for God to, you know, decide and deem, you know, what it is. But my original answer was no, because the only true success is returning to the Father. Um, so in that way... <laughs> No. So are you a failure? No. But you gave me two ways right now. Well, I'm saying that God decides if I'm a failure or not. But I know the only true success is to return to the Father. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'll let you wait now or something. Um, and so are you a failure? No. And the reason you're not is what? Because I've returned. Returned to the Father? Yeah. And what does that mean? That's the only true success. Is to return to the Father? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so you're not a failure because you returned to the Father. And how is that a true success? Uh, because perfect peace. Perfect peace? Oh, okay. So did you think about this question? I did. Oh, okay. Amazing. Interesting. Let me ask one more person, then I got a... Uh, how about you, Nick? Are you a failure in life? 
Yeah, when I first thought about this question, I thought, well, of course not. Failure. I'm not a failure. I'm a success. <laughs> I can do I can do things and do them well, I guess. But then I realized um, that I actually can't do anything right. I literally can't do anything right. Like, even though I'm, like, getting better in life, whatever, sorry, whatever you call. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> even though, like, we do these things where we... Huh? You were talking to me. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Even though we think we're, like, getting better... What I'm saying is is that, yeah, even though it seems like I may be improving, you know, certain aspects of life, in reality, I actually can't do it. Like, I can't, for example, um, uh, I can't, for example, like, make myself overcome thoughts or make myself overcome anything, really. So, in that sense, I'm a failure because I can't do it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm a failure because I can't... Um, I guess just that. Like, I can't overcome by myself. So, I can't... So, you are a failure in life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you can't make yourself overcome thoughts? Yeah. Or anything, really. Or anything? Yeah. You, I, I can't... Like, I can't do that. And I've tried, and I fail. And... Oh, okay. Amazing. Interesting. Yes, James. Coldberger Art on the YouTube live chat gave a super chat and said, um, no, I am not a failure in life because no one can fail in life. Life has no opinions or judgment. Only Satan has working through people. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, interesting. How about you, Nick? I mean, Chris. I don't know. So what? If, I, if I'm a failure or not, I, I don't know. Nick's answer sounded pretty good, but I... <laughs> I, I don't know that, and the super chat sounded pretty good too. So I, I don't, okay. I don't know for myself. I can't give a yes or no. You don't know. No. Very interesting question. Um, yes, sir. Are you a failure in life? Well, he was first before me, but yeah, you chose me, so yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if I'm a failure, um, failure. I guess uh, no. it depends by whose standards. I mean, no. The question <laughs> is, are you a failure? Am I a failure? Um, well, according to my mama, I am. I, I didn't go to college. I'm not a millionaire in my 30s, so I'm a failure according to her. But I don't think I'm a failure. Um, I have a fully functioning body, mind. I can provide for myself. I can work. I can make it through life. So I think that's a success, right? And so you're saying you're not a failure? I'm not, no. And because of what now? Because I have a fully functioning body and mind, and uh, I'm conscious of my surroundings, and I'm able to work, and I can get through life. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Interesting. And uh, I am aware of the, the um, order of God, so, yeah. I think that's what makes somebody, well, not, well, yeah, successful, yeah, but not a failure, definitely not a failure. So you're a success in life? Successful, but like again, by what standard? Like, what what defines success? You know. That's okay. A, yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, Nick just made me think about an interesting point. 
he was saying how uh, his knowing that he believes in God or he knows God, he knows that he can't make himself overcome. But at the same time, I think, uh, well, I don't think, but I know that I'm not going to make myself overcome, but I know that I can overcome. So how is there that dichotomy in trust and, you know, knowing God, knowing that you don't know how you're going to overcome it, but that all things can be overcome, you know? You say you know you can overcome? I mean, you can overcome all things. I've just seen that through examples of God. But at the same time, how do you still trust God or know God when you know that you don't know how you're going to overcome it? Because he was saying how, like, uh, he sees himself as a failure because he knows that he can overcome, but God is going to take control over him to overcome that, if I'm making sense. It's, it's kind of convoluted. Not to me, but is, anybody understand what you just said? Re- repeat it again. I'm sorry, man. So how do you... <laughs> How do you stay on the course with knowing God when knowing that you're going to have struggles and you're going to over, you can't overcome them, but you don't know how he's going to work through you to overcome them. So you say, you ask, how will you stay on course? Right. How do you, if you, I mean, you know, through his works that you can overcome everything, but you don't know how he's going to work through you to overcome. That's why I think maybe people think that they can see themselves as failure as Nick alluded to because he's saying that I can't control it yeah. God is going to work through me but I know that I will see the other side of whatever the failure is you know? did you say you were a failure or not I no I said I was not a failure You're not. because I know that like I like he said I said it oppositely that I'm going to overcome I don't know how I don't know what God is going to do to me but I don't see myself as a failure because I know whatever I have to go through, I'm going to make it out on the other side, you know? And so what do you do while you're waiting on God to do that? I just try and stay as calm as possible. Is it hard to do? And not, you know, say why me or why this had to happen. Now I think about uh, I could have avoided this or I could have did this. You just got to sit in it, unfortunately. and just I just know that. I'm going to get out of this at some point. Oh, so you just wait it through? Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. All right. But, I mean, how do you see that? Do you see it as when you're waiting in it that you don't even think about overcoming? Or do you think of it as, I know God will get me through this. I'll overcome this. I'll answer that in a minute. Okay. I just Thank I want to just... I want to hear some feedback from the people Mm -hmm. because I want you to know that you know that you know, you know, not because someone said it. Yes, Raymond. Are you a failure in life? Yes, I am. And why do you say you are? Because if I was a success, I would not get upset when I do fail. You would not get upset when you do fail? Yes. Failure is one thing to fail. Another thing, let your failure get your goat. (laughs) And what do you... uh, Okay. Interesting. Uh, Yes. All right, I'm going to give you a one-sentence straight answer, which I never do. Oh, you've been thinking about it, huh? 
Oh yeah, I was the second on the on the hot seat. Um, I am a failure. Now? I am a failure in life, and that's why I'm walking by the light of the Father. That's your answer. That's my answer. <laughs> you can follow up if you want, but so that's my answer. So you just came up with that right now? I, I I think Nick touched on a lot of what I was trying to get at. He made it a little more clear. But yeah, I am a failure in life. And you're a failure in life because you walk by the light. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I said, I am a failure in life, and that is why I'm walking by the light of the Father now. Oh, I see. I'm a failure in life. And what are you a failure at? Life. That was the question. We're not getting specific, right? What do you mean by a failure at life? I am a failure in life, which is the question. Right. That's my answer. I am a failure in life. Because you're walking by. No, not because. I am a failure in life, period. That is why I'm walking by the light of the Father now. Okay. That's all. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> right? We're all in a fallen state, right? What's that if not failure? Amazing. Okay. How about you? I have, I've had a... Are you a failure in life? Well, I've had some time to think about that. Am I a failure in life? And uh, um, it's been kind of answered here. Um, and... What I've kind of realized about it, it's kind of a trick question because... Oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> a trick question. I'm, Are I'm you tempted, a failure in life? I'm tempted to answer <clears throat> the question because everybody wants to be successful, but really you shouldn't judge other people and you should not judge yourself. You get tricked into judging yourself that you're good or bad, that you're successful or not successful, that is a trick of the ego. So you are, you're not to judge. So I realized that I can't so judge So are you myself. a failure in life? I don't know. It's not for me to answer. So if you don't know, how do you know what you just said is the truth? I know that I'm not to judge. I'm not to judge good or bad. I know that. Oh. And so because I know that, I know not to get into the, my, my ego to tell me that I am successful and I'm proud and egotistical, or I'm a failure, and I'm going to drink myself. But you don't know if you're a failure or not. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was at a, a friend of mine opened up a new cafe, and so I went there, and I was just sitting there eating, and so I asked him that question, are you a failure in life? And he thought about it, and he said, well, not as long as the customers keep coming in here. I'm not a <laughs> I said, so, so I asked him, okay, let's say the customers don't, oh, he said, not as long as they keep coming, and I make them happy. So I asked him, if a customer comes in and you don't make them happy, are you a failure? He like, no, but you just said, Lord, you make them happy when they come in, right? But he didn't know for sure. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, I noticed as I was thinking about um, your question, I noticed that in the Bible, Paul and David both talked about themselves. I don't know if they said that they were failures, but they talked about themselves as though like they were the worst sinners. And they're some of the, like they're two of the what we consider like the best people in the Bible. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Interesting. Are you a failure in life? I don't know. 
And then I also don't want to like, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, you asked me this already once, and I said I don't know. This morning? No, you asked me last Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you said you didn't know? Right. Oh, okay. It's a whole week gone by, you still don't know? Right. I mean, I feel like I feel like I would be cheating because I because you elaborated a little bit more. Oh, okay. So kind of yeah, don't cheat. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. I thought you had a under you. Okay. Adrian Adrian says about the women's forum. The women's forum was amazing and I learned so much this week about my ego and to stay out of other people's business. Mind your business, woman. <laughs> That's right. It was really amazing me on Thursday night. So let me ask. I have one more super one oh, okay. more super chat Thank that you. answers the question. Okay. I think. Chris the Greek gave a super chat and said, you cannot be anything, you cannot give yourself any title. Trying to identify what a failure is, you living in your imagination, adopting the qualities society has given to the to the word. Thanks, JLP. All right. Thank and then you one more. We... Sorry. Okay. <laughs> in life... You know, don't stop. And, uh, well, they keep coming. Yeah, no problem. In life, we will go back and forth towards success and failure at the moment. None of us are either. We must pursue the narrow path, but in, in, in the end, God will judge. Oh, nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, Nick. Can I add? Everybody see Nick's face? That's Nick. Oh, that's Nick. Yeah. Like a white I haven't guy. seen my face in four months. Or something <laughs> like that. Go ahead, Nick. I just want to briefly add to my answer, very briefly, okay. that I'm a failure, but I don't tire of failing. Um, you know what? I don't tire of failing. What? I don't get tired of failing. Oh, you like failing? I don't get tired. <laughs> I don't get tired like as... What in, a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get tired of failing. You don't get tired of failing? No. Why not? Because um, it's like uh, it's like we were talking about this uh, the other day about how, um, I guess, never giving up, how... Um, you know, even people here, you're like awake, you're living through life and, and overcoming stuff. But some people, uh, they give up, right? They give up along the way. Right. And, um, and they stop either being aware, they just get tired of the pain, it just oh, becomes okay. too tough. That's what I mean by I don't get tired of failing. One of the reasons, thank you. Um, you want to add to that? Are you a failure in life? I guess, like, the direct answer would be yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, kind of searching for God and his direction. Because if, if I had it all figured out, if I had uh, succeeded at life, or not succeeded at life, but, like, if I had, like, life, the answers to life answered, it's almost like um, like I wouldn't be kind of looking for that North Star, which is God. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Amazing. So read I ask this question, when I ask you guys questions, because I've asked tons of other people, right? You counseling, people I meet on the street, when I talk to folks on the phone. And it's a very interesting question, and you get very interesting answers. So let me ask this. Has anyone in this room ever told anyone your vice? One person, two, three, four, five. Amazing. Uh, and why did you do it? Uh, uh, Chris. Uh, I was looking for something from the other person. And did you get it? No. 
Oh, okay. Um, did you raise your hand? Okay. And why did you tell someone your vice? Um, well, they were, I was trying to um, maybe relate to them or trying <laughs> to make them feel better a little bit. So you told them your vice so that they can feel better? So you're like they're not alone. You're like, don't feel bad. I'm a murderer too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bit. It wasn't murdering, but. <laughs> I know it wasn't murder. But you told them your vice so that you can feel better. Um, I mean, so that they can feel better. Or I guess <clears throat> more comfortable. I don't know. And when they felt better, did that make you feel better? No, they actually ended up telling other people. And it made me feel worse. <laughs> and I said, I didn't tell anybody about your vice. Like, gosh. I thought it was like, you know, I thought that was implied that we weren't telling anybody. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Um, did you have your hand? And, and why did you tell someone else your vice? I wanted to feel better about it. About your vice? Mm -hmm. And did it make you feel better? In the moment. And then what happened after the moment passed? It didn't make me feel better because <laughs> I still had the vice. <laughs> Did you regret telling him? Um, no. But it didn't work for you because it didn't make you feel better? No, because there's nothing anyone else can do about it for me. And me seeking that to feel better is just an imagination. Amazing. Did you have your hand? Yeah. Okay. You, you, you've told other people your vice before? Well, I had to admit it to the person who asked me about it. Why? Because uh, other people in my family were spreading rumors about it. And I said, yeah, it's true. So that made you have uh, to admit it? Yeah, vice, usually it literally translates to bad habit, right? Like drinking, uh, drinking problem is a, is a vice, right? Smoking is a vice, right? It's like a bad habit. Okay. That, that's what I. That's and so my you that's felt what compelled to admit it to the family. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever you know. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I did it. I, you know. Did uh, yeah. it make you feel better? No, but it just. I said, did it's it no one's business. Stop? But if you ask about it, yes, it's true. I'm not going to deny it. You know. Did it make you stop the vice when you admitted it? Uh, I'm overcoming it. Did yeah. it make you stop the vice when you admitted it? No, not completely, no. Oh, okay. Were you disappointed? Did you think by admitting it, you will overcome it? Uh, there's no point in denying it, you know, so why would I? It's like, you know, people who... Did you think by admitting it, you will overcome it? It's the first step. By admitting it? Yeah. Who told you that? Well, I mean, isn't that what they say, the 12-step program or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> the first step is admitting, right? What a mess. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, but yeah, that was a couple of years ago, so it's. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who else had their hand? You did? You told someone your vice before? Yeah. And why did you do it? So they knew what drug I wanted. So what now? So they knew what drug I wanted to buy. That's the honest answer. The only people I really talked about my vices with were people I was buying substances from when I was younger. So they knew oh. what I wanted. I didn't want that. I want that. Oh. And it made me feel great because it was the thing I wanted. Oh, and then okay. it didn't make me feel great. That's an honest answer. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Anyone else had their hand? You told someone your vice before? I want to warn you. 
And I've learned this from counseling. I've learned a lot from counseling and around the world. It's a, anyone that tells anyone your vices, your failure in life. Yeah. You're a failure. <laughs> because there's nothing they can do about it at all, not when I order. And people, family members and friends and things will take it and try to destroy you with it the moment they become angry. Can that make you stronger, though? No. No. He want to know, can that make you stronger? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I counseled with some ladies over the week. And it's shocking what happened to them. A couple that told some other people their advice, right? And as somebody just said, they thought it was, it was fine and it was understood that you should not spread it or tell it. Because people's hearts are wicked, they're going to tell it. Because people's hearts are jealous and envious, they're going to try to destroy you. And just think about it, all right? Why tell anyone there's nothing they can do about it? As Nick was saying earlier about he can't do anything of himself, there's nothing you can do about it. So what made you think telling someone else about it is going to help you? All it does make your ego feel good for a moment. It doesn't change anything. And then they turn on you now you got that to be worried about because now your ego to make you worry about what people think about you because you want to be perceived in a different way. Anyone that tell other people their advice and then I noticed that men got it worse than women. And I don't know how that happened to men because growing up you have to kill a man to find out his vice. You have to put a knife and cut his throat. Men don't tell their vices because they already know because they're in the head, right? They're the sons of God. They know that no human being can do anything about spiritual issues, no matter what they are. Only God can do something about it. But for some reason, especially with millennial men and others, they have been convinced to tell, oh, man, I was thinking of a story where a husband told me that he told his wife, and his wife had to be on the phone, too, his advice, and she is destroying him even right now. She's using it against them. She's threatened to tell the family member. She threatened this. And he didn't know you was not, I don't know how that happened. He didn't know you were not supposed to tell anyone. So how did y'all get to that point? Who convinced y'all that it sounded like some woman idea that you should do that? <laughs> tell your troubles to mama. Mama take care of it. God doesn't say that at all. He said, if you offend someone, go and apologize, forgive, and I'll forgive, be done with it. He said, tell nobody your vices. If you offend, your was wrong, right? And be done with it. Where did that idea come from? Can someone tell me? Because so many people suffer from it. So many people suffer from it. That's a game from the devil. You say what now? Right, I'm raw for hating you, I'm raw for this or that. It doesn't mean vices. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, so you know where that came from? Uh, Did it come from Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> I used to see a lot of men on Oprah doing this, and I never understood it. I, you alluded to it just like the demographics of how society has changed. Like, I think it comes from specifically with men, like more men being raised by women 
and then like yeah. the women don't know how to really connect with the young boy so they like say you can tell mama or you can open up or you can cry and it's not going to be an issue but I mean like you said it's not even as you're a little boy you know that there's nothing that really can be done if you're in trouble or if you get hurt or just like that so I just think it's been conditioned and like you say then you go from the next mama to the next mama to the next mama yeah that's a good point I think you're right children are influenced more now by the mother than they are the father or the grandfather in growing up and it's not in the woman's nature to raise kids on her own she needs the husband there otherwise she'll teach them emotionally she'll teach them what the way she feel and the way she think but that seemed to be like real popular now but so many people are suffering as a result of it. It is glorified. It's amazing. Y'all stop doing that. Just think about it. Think about it before you do it. There's nothing anyone can do about it. And so what, and I saw another hand, I say, oh, right here, right? Okay, they're here. But what I notice is that in families, when you go and forgive your mother, and I've heard this over and over again, and you say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. Now she take it personally, right? And she'll go build an army of people against you. Have you done? She'll say you still resent her, too. Yeah, she'll say you still resent her. But she'll build an army against you. So what she build is an army of other people with vices. Okay. It's not like she's building a free army. And that's what your enemy will do, your Friends would do, your family member. They'll build an army against you, an army of people with vices. Because everyone who was born through the woman has a vice. That's why we have to be born again, right? So don't do that. You'll fail you when you do that. Just think about it. You need to start knowing. That's why this, your theme is become your own man, become your own woman, right? Because you're trusting the devil. When you tell other people your vices, you're telling it to the devil. What? They can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. So what makes you think some other human being can do something about a spiritual issue? Yes. It does make a lot of sense what you're saying, that they're going to build an army. Um, But the word that I thought of um, from what you're describing, to me, that came to my head was venting. You know, like a lot of women like venting, getting it like off their chest. Or even modern, like you say counseling, a lot of people only need one, maybe two sessions. But like a modern day like counseling, people will go there for years. Yeah. And a lot of people just go there just to talk to somebody and just to vent and keep venting and reliving it. Poor person, huh? A failure in life. Yeah, so. A, a venting person is a failure in life. You're not supposed to be venting. You're supposed to be overcoming. You're supposed to overcome. And the, re- oh, I'll add that a little later. Yeah, well, but, I, yeah. But Vincent does you no good. Only thing it does is enhance the ego, the not you. You feel good because you vented. It doesn't change the issue at all. You still got the same problem. Have y'all noticed this? Mm-hmm. So whomever started this in this, because older people don't do this. They know the danger of it. They know the human, the human heart is not going to treat you well. And people don't, just think about it, people don't like each other. It's all fake. There's not one person that really loves one another. 
they love you as long as they can get something from you or you, or you, you love them while you're getting something from them. And as soon as that, oh, it's over. And so they'll go and build an army of, of people with vices. And, and those vices, the people in the army think they feel okay about their vices. My vice is not as bad as yours, so it must be okay, right? Stop doing that. You're failing your life when you do that. You're not trusting God. You're trusting the devil in others. All right? That makes sense. Anybody disagree with that? You disagree with that? Wait, hold on. Do you disagree with it? Uh, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, why do you raise your hand? Okay. Uh, what about, you know, if you're forced, well, obligated to, to admit your vice to somebody who came up to you and asked you about it? That's a really they, good question. You never told them anything, but they heard from somebody that knew your vice. Yeah. Uh, but you never told anybody, but somebody close to you told, I mean, knows you. And then they told everybody else, and then they come up to you trying to help you, like, and then you're forced to admit it. Like, how? Like, what do you do? You know, because it happened to me. That, yeah. That's why I'm. You right. know, really good question. Yeah. Because a lot of people, because they're a failure in life, they feel that they gotta admit it to someone because they ask them about it. You don't. You don't owe anyone any explanation. But no if it's one. true, I mean, what's the point in denying but it? They're only like, being nosy. There's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> Yeah. And so they got you because you're weak to people. You you answer that question, and it still would do no good. It would do no good. You don't owe anyone any explanation about anything concerning your life. There's nothing they can do about it. Y'all got to understand that the nature of mankind is evil. They don't mean you well. It's just gossip. Don't you don't owe it. God said, "Be still and know." He didn't say you owe anyone. An explanation. So don't give in to it, that's all. Okay. Don't feel responsible for that. You don't owe that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is what people are doing. It's crazy. It's the darndest thing I've ever seen. Just think about human nature. You don't owe anybody anything. You apologize to the one you may offend, but that's it. Be done with it. And they ain't going to forgive you because they have no love. I want you to, um, this is so important because so many people are suffering. Because they are not trusting God, they are trusting the devil inside themselves and outside of themselves, inside of others. That's what you're doing and you don't realize. Anyone who tells their vices to someone else is worshiping the devil. And it goes against God. God said, bring everything unto him. Everything. 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 And James mentioned those two guys in the Bible. They have vices. But God saw their heart. He still used them. But mankind would not do that. They'll go against you. But God doesn't judge people's vices. He judges the heart. He changes it from hate to love. And then we can overcome anything. Um, yes, sir. This is so good, right? No? Y'all don't, y'all don't know how wicked people are. This is why you, you need to know yourself because you're going to see that battle going on within you. You're going to see the devil at work. And this is why you must be born again of God so that the light can fight devices, which is in the body. And God can handle that. You can't. And no human being can. Zero. Yes. Yes, sir. So kind of like what he was saying about the confess the sins to each other. 
I, and you answering it that way, I think the re, to answer the first question of why do we do that is because we have been taught that the sins are the vices. Oh. And so we think, so that's very, how you answer that was, you know. Um, so, but, the, and then the second thing is, so like the examples of like whatever, David or Paul in the Bible or whatever, and we see that their vices due to having a sinful heart and a hateful heart, and then with God they've overcome them. Is it wrong to express the vices if you've overcome them? Like now you're an example and saying, well, look, with God I was able to overcome these vices and say this is what I – these were my vices in the fallen state, but now I've overcome them with if God. If you want – if the moment comes – good question. And you're in the moment, as a lot of you have said already – and you want to use, oh, God help me overcome vices, right? But don't tell anybody what they were. Yeah, they'll use it because they won't believe you overcome. Because they have not overcome, so they don't think it's possible, right? But if you are, you know, in the moment, because I hear a lot of Christians doing it. Oh, the Lord help me overcome being an alcoholic. The Lord help me overcome being this or that, right? And they really have not overcome. Mm. And so most people are not going to believe that you've overcome. They'll use that against you. But if you truly have overcome and you want to use it as a example, just don't say what it was. It's not necessary to say what it was. You see how Paul never said his, right? He never said what it was. And now everybody guessing what it was. They made him out of drag queen and everything, right? <laughs> because they got their minds, so they were guessing what Paul, rather than saying, I don't know. He didn't tell anyone. But yet God used them because it was of the heart. God is not into this vice thing like y'all are. He knows that you can't overcome anything. He just want to be able to make a home in you so he can do it for you. He'll take care of you. But the children of the devil don't see it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why say you overcame this in that, you know, it's just going to set them up to judge you. Because right away their mind seems like, no, they're lying. They didn't overcome that. Because they have not been there. So they don't really believe God because they do believe that the, the, it's what they need to overcome first is the vice. Not seeing that they can't overcome the vice. Oh, by ourselves, we can do nothing. We know nothing. We can do nothing. But we need the spirit of the Father to fight the spirit of darkness for us. We really do. But like, because um, I'm, I'm always big on like updating the reference. And so, like, for me, when you said that you used to be a slut maker, but you overcame that with God, it made me believe that it was possible. It is possible. Through him, all things are possible. But but you must be born of the heart first. Right. But having a living, updated reference so that I don't have to look at David and Paul and, you know, all these other folks, it's important for me to have the updated reference. No, that's not what's important. That's real, that's deep. I shouldn't have said no. I should have got some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reference for you and for others that see God in you is the light that shines through you. Right. That's the reference. Because if you truly have been born again of God, they will see that light in you and they will want to know, oh, how can I get that? You know what I'm saying? What have you done? And then you appoint them back to the Father and He will do the rest. You don't need a reference. You just need to see the light. 
because the light is in you too if you have forgiven. But you've been taught you need a reference. And so you're not able to separate the male man from the male. You're not able to separate the message, the message from the messenger, right? And that's what people had with Jesus. They could not separate his message. They saw him as God. They saw him as this and that when he was just a man with the message. I'm just a son of the father. I brought this to you because the father sent me. But in their imagination, they made him into a God like, and you can, yeah, they idolized the man because they could not separate the man from the male. The man is just a male man. He's not responsible for what's in the letter. Only God is responsible for that. Even with your kids, if you should get married and have kids, your kids don't need references. Your kids are going to look at you and they're going to see the light in you or the darkness and that's what they're going to go by. It's not going to be based on what you say or what you do. It's the spirit in you because it's spirit to spirit. And that's what I mean. But when I say reference, I mean the living example. Oh, okay. Of love, right? Yeah. And the <clears throat> carrier of the mail. What that mean? Meaning like, well, I was trying to use your analogy. But oh. the, <laughs> But the, um, yeah, a living example. But they didn't even, a whole bunch of people didn't see Christ as a living example. And he was. But they couldn't see that living example that was coming through him. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have to. When, you, when your heart is changed from darkness to light, oh, let me just say, I'm going to say this. Your, you are not your body at all, right? And so you are a spirit created in the image of a spirit, God. But when you're turned away from the Father, you have now been, you take on the image of the devil, darkness. And so when you return back to him, he'll take that, the darkness from the heart and then the light would start to shine in you, and it would take care of the, the vices of the body. It would renew the mind. It would re- and a lot. Of, some people are going through that right now. I had a call on the show. He said that what was it, Andreas? I believe he talked about how difficult it is to go through that there, because now he's realized that there's nothing he can do about the vices and things, and so he understands now it's the ego nature, the devil. And he's been fighting with the devil, so now he's given up. And going through the death of the ego is like, someone mentioned the other night, it's like a withdrawal pain. It's like you're going through, a, it's like breaking up with a woman that you used to think you love. And now, now that God is gone, it's like death to you. You don't feel like eating or sleeping. You don't want to play with anybody because you feel like death. That's what the ego nature is like. And I wondered that before. I wonder if the ego and death feel like a drug addict or somebody trying to overcome. It's the same spirit because Satan does not want to let you go. And when he sees that you're like starting to be still, you're starting to wake up a little bit, he and his demons get busy. Mm-hmm. They get busy. But the beauty is Satan is looking at you and God is watching over you too. But you don't trust God. 
because you really don't know what it means to trust God. Because if you truly, truly trust God, you will let go all your ideas, all your imaginations, all your everything you think you know, and, and just be empty and go through the pain. And then you will see God is there with you. But you don't trust God, so you don't let yourself go through the death. You stop the death of the ego because you think it's you. And it's not you. It has never been you. You just identify with it. And so all this stuff that you had to die from, it came from the darkness where you were turned away from the Father, from the light. You are not your body. You are not dying. The body is, ego is dying. So don't identify with the body. That makes sense? Yeah? No? Yeah. Yeah. All human beings identify with their bodies as though it's them. They do. And that's why it's so hard for them to die from it because they think that they're dying. You have never in your whole life, this is going to be amazing, in your whole life you have never done anything wrong. You have never done anything wrong. The only thing, interesting, huh? You can't believe that? I, I, I can believe it, but that's, already, that's what I was talking about. The first what? Answer. That's what? the first thing I answered with the question, how am I a failure if I didn't do anything? Because I'm not my body. I don't know what you were saying. You I said body. that at the beginning. I said, how am I going to be a failure if my actions are not of me because they're not my body? I can't do nothing, right? Uh, okay. I can't do nothing. All right. So, which is good. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It's so amazing. Have you ever told anyone your vices? I told you, yeah, I did. I'm not going to repeat it. Failure. You. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not of me. It's not of me, right? Of myself, I could do nothing. How can I fail? You didn't have to tell anyone your vices. I mean, I already said I am a failure. I agree with that. But the part where I said it's, it's a setup is, yeah, I know. We are not our bodies. It's the same reason to touch on a But if you thing, told someone your, no, your vices, you are a failure. But that's living in the past. I'm right now, right here. And I was a failure oh, in the past. Lord. But But also, oh. to stay on the sun thing, because we don't got to go backwards, is, um, you know... Not being your body, it's like that's why you didn't overcome the vice. That's why you shouldn't update the information because the the person or the thing that overcame your vices was not you. It was the father. It was the light of the father, right? You let that take over and he, cure you of your vices or whatever else. That's why you don't tell people. And you know, if you were to say, I was able to overcome because of God, then if you, if you in this body fail. Oh, let me say this. I, you just remind me of something. Go ahead. Uh, but I got your point. Yeah. Um, God has never had to help you overcome vices because you never had vices. This body has, which is the nature of Satan, made a home in you, and you thought that they were your vices. So you identify with the vices too. So, but when God changed our heart back to the Father, matter of fact, when Christ came and he died, he conquered everything, right? And so when God changed you back to him by changing the heart, the real you have never done anything wrong. You've never sinned. You've never done anything wrong. But the imagination, which is of the devil, makes you think is you, and that's what gives you hell. You're believing a lie. You're going to see as you grow and stay on this path, it has never been you. And when you were dying from the body, the ego, 
the sages, the nature of the devil being taken away from the body, you're going to see you will be made wise and you will see that it was never you at all and you wasted your time judging yourself and others. It was never you. It was never, ever, ever, ever you. It was the thing your body picked up and mind, which is of the devil, where you would turn away from the light. You've been suffering for no reason. Isn't that amazing? The real you have been suffering for no reason. Christ said it's done. He conquered the devil. You know something? It's deep. It is. But if you identify with ideas, imaginations, uh, judge other people, blah, 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 you're going to suffer. Your body is suffering. The real you is not suffering. The higher you up here is not suffering at all. You're not suffering. Anyway, did you have your hand? Okay. But that made sense. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. That's amazing. It's a real good Sunday. It's like a hoop and holler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yes. It's so funny because when you really love someone, you don't really want to know their vice. It's like when you love someone, you don't want to know their vice. Right. You don't, like, keep that to yourself. I don't want to know that. That's right. Once once you know a person's vice, everything changes. You start to judge them. And it's not you, but it's that devil in you judging the devil. And the devil doesn't know he's the devil, so he doesn't know he's judging. Y'all have been taught wrong. All right. Did you have your hand? Okay. What do you think about that, Alessa? <laughs> I was kind of wondering about when you were saying, don't tell anybody your vice. And then uh, she brought up, like, people do it to vent or go to... Um, counseling and stuff like that how does uh like the like aa and stuff like that how does that fit in is that just a big mess of people coming together and sharing their vices with yes. each other a bunch of devils coming together sharing devil vices there are a lot of different support groups for everything everything when you go to aa or alcoholic or drug addict or whatever well aa is alcoholic but drug conference and they tell you ask you what's your name Stand up. You said, oh, my name is Da Da Da, and I'm lonely. I'm sad. <laughs> I am an alcoholic. I am a drug addict. They're making you name and claim it and accept something that's not you. You've you never been lonely. You've never been a drug addict. You've never been a lesbian or a homosexual or murderer or robber. You've never been those things. It's just that, that fallen nature, which is that identity with the devil, makes you think that that's who you are because you're angry, you have no love, so you can't see, right? And you identify as that. But it's not you at all. But if you say, I am, I'm lonely, now you're going to try to get married to get rid of the loneliness. And then when you get married, the loneliness is still there. Now you want to beat up on each other. Because you thought the loneliness would go away when you got married, but it only made things worse. I know couples like that. This is why marriages don't last today, because it's for ego purposes to save you from the darkness, and it doesn't work. It's just two devils getting married, and once that little feeling is gone, they beat up on each other. They don't like each other. 
Because two devils together, and no one can save you. People don't get married, as Hollywood just said, people don't get married because they truly love each other. Because if you learn about each other before you get married, you wouldn't even get married. <laughs> That's why you keep it all sweet and rosy. Everybody stay in denial until the morning after the night of, right? And then you're like, well, I, I just married the devil. And then the wife's like, well, I just married a beta. <laughs> Can I just share something real quick? Yes. So um, when I was a little girl, my mom was an alcoholic, if you want to call it, and she uh, went to AA. And they also had a group called Al-Anon for, like, friends, I mean, family members. And I was little, and I went to Al-Anon meetings, and I heard all the stories, and it just traumatized me. Yeah. I didn't feel like it helped That's at right. all. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then when I got older, she she came to me and asked for forgiveness to forgive her for how she had, I guess, been a failure at a nice. mom or whatever. But she got that from AA. She, I guess, she learned that from AA. You get that from churches too. Oh, okay. It's not just is pro. That's why you're not supposed to be. We don't joining groups because you take on the identity of the group. Yeah, and you that think like the group, you act like the group, and you go from devil to devil. As soon as you're mad at this group, you find another devil group to identify with, with the devil. And you feel good about identifying with that devil group. And you start sounding like that devil group. Isn't that amazing? Y'all need to become an individual and let God guide you. And get on that path, stay there. It's a bumpy road, but if you stay there, you'll overcome the bumps. You really will. Because God is watching over us. He just will. Nobody really knows what it's like to truly trust God. You really don't know what that's like. You think you do, but you don't. You don't know what it's like for him to completely take over. Just sitting there doing the silent prayer ain't it. That's the way you allow him to take over. But most people don't, as, as somebody was saying, they stop along the way. They don't do it. They don't go over the death part. They don't go over the non-jump. They don't have love. Did I see somebody here? Okay. Yes. You said earlier that we have done nothing wrong, uh, our higher uh, selves, have done nothing wrong, right. and yet we bear responsibility for the wrongs our egos do. Woe unto the soul that bear responsibility for what the ego does. It's not you. Paul said it's not me. Remember he said the things I do I don't want to? The things I do want to do I can't? It's not him. So when you take responsibility for that, you're agreeing with the devil. You're not helping yourself. You're agreeing with hell. You're worshiping the devil. And not God. But in, your, in, the, in the darkness of imagination, you think you're worshiping, worshiping God by doing that. Oh, I'm taking responsibility. I'll be in this. Take responsibility, right? You're, not ta- you're giving glory to the devil. Because you don't see yet that of yourself you can do nothing. It's not in you. You wouldn't be doing all this stuff if it was up to you. If it was up to you, you would not do it. So that we should not uh, not judge ourselves when we fail. That's right. 
Don't, because in all honesty, when you judge yourself, you're not even judging your true self. You're judging the lower nature self. You're playing God again. Because if you're not guilty of anything, what is there to judge? Think about that. If you're not guilty of anything, that's why God said in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. God didn't say in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you got to lay down your vices first. And that's not even in the Bible. He said forgive, and then all these things will come to pass because he knows that the light is stronger than the darkness. The darkness cannot see at all. It doesn't even know it's dark. The darkness can't realize anything. It can't see anything. It cannot understand anything. It just, oh, it's like trying to take a fish out of the ocean and explain the land to the fish. Have you ever tried to do that? (laughs) Anybody ever tried to explain land to a fish? That's how it is when you try to explain the light to a dark person. To an angry person, you can't explain the light. They have to see the light. They have to seek it and see it. You can't explain the light to them. Isn't that deep? You cannot explain the light to a dark person. Because the devil can't see the light. The devil hates the light. He doesn't want to see the light. And so the devil's children does not want to see the light. So don't ever try to explain the darkness uh, to the children of the devil. They have to want to see it. Yes, sir. Let me hear it and then I come. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying, and it makes sense to me. But it's just like uh, one of the things I'm getting kind of caught up on is like how how would you say like a, what you're saying, like you are not your vices or the you know, the stuff that you do, how is that different from like what we see in the world today where it's like, oh, you're, you know, it's almost like a celebration of kind of every vice you could possibly They're think celebrating of. Because they they're celebrate children of the devil. Right. But it's like, it's and like. they have identified with it. Yeah. The, the, L, the, uh, the people who call themselves. LBGDQ. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They have identified with that because that's what the devil does and his children. He makes you identify with it as though it is you. And then you think it's you, now you gotta sell it. You find some more devils to celebrate it. Right. Because it's like, it's like everything you can possibly, like there's fat acceptance now. Like there's. It's like a religion now. It's weird. It's like, and I'm like, it's like, how do you see, like, how do you see something like that and you're like, that person's not. Um, uh, I'm trying to like that person's not. Uh, maybe the, I, that is their identity. I guess like that's in the same way. Like hey, my name's John Smith. That person's like when oh. you start seeing the devil in you. Yeah. Because the same devil that's in you is outside of you, inside of others, right? And so when it's you like see, they're just re- constantly reaffirming. When you each see other. the devil in you, and the light start to change you, you're gonna have you're gonna see it in others, but you won't judge him. Because you would know that they just cannot see. Right. If they could see, they would do better. So you will not judge anyone. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be able to see and you will have an understanding of what's really going on. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, I find myself like beating my head against the wall. Because like, how could they not see? Like, there's like... But they can't see yeah. because they're not searching. Mm-hmm. They have not found. 
And they don't even know that they should be searching. They have accepted the yeah. devil. So they don't know that there's a way out. Yeah. And so when I saw that um, murder, if I don't know if it was staged or what, where this guy, these about looked like three or four guys broke in his home, and they took, I saw, you know, you couldn't hear their voice, but they, they, they drug one woman out of a bedroom somewhere, they drug this man and woman out of another room, and they made them lay on the floor, and they shot them in the head, see? And then they took the one woman back into the bedroom. I'm thinking, wow, that's everybody. Those murderers cannot see what they have done, what they are doing, because in their darkness, they think it's them, they think it's justified, they think they're owed that too, they have no love. But they just cannot see, so you can't hate them for it. You won't be able to hate them once you're able to see. And then not hating, it doesn't mean you're accepting it, it's discerning it. But you're not hating because you cannot hate the image of God. And all people create in the image of God, and you cannot do that because you would never know God, if you will. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a little bit of a side thing I want to bring up too, but it kind of relates to this now. Um, like a week ago, I was meeting up with some family, and I'm trying to keep this vague, so I don't want to put it out there. But anyway, long story short, would be uh, somebody, a friend of a friend, we were just talking, and she was like, "Oh, I work for Planned Parenthood," and I just sort of like immediately lost it, and was they like, "They work for their parent, Planned Parenthood, the abortion oh, clinic," okay. and. I just sort of went right off. I was like, how could you do this? Like, well, you know, I just, I kind of read them the right acts. I'm like, and I knew as I was doing it, I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. That's right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's like, but it's at the same time, it's like, if, if, if I'm the one that's meant to be like, I, I, I could get, I could see the ego working like a million miles an hour. It was like, you got to show this person the right way to that's go. That's good but, that you saw that. Yeah. But it was at the same time, I still couldn't stop myself from, just, you know, going off on her. Is it like Because going off on them like that is judging them. Right. How can you do that? Mm -hmm. How are you going to kill them? Look at the thing you've done in the darkness, right? Yeah. You're no different. It's the same spirit. It's the same thing. It's different action, but it's the same spirit. Because if they were able to see, they would not do it. That's right. how it's coming to doing it. Then it's like I, I, again, is it more just is it just more ego stuff that I'm putting like I'm feeling like I oh it's my responsibility to make them see it's yeah. just more ego stuff that's all yeah. ego right 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 it's not your responsibility mm-hmm. should it, I just keep my mouth shut the whole time then it, yes yeah okay absolutely <laughs> you would have had yeah. a better a more profile effect on the person had you not judged them how so had you because they would have seen that wow this guy didn't judge me everybody else judges me this person didn't judge me for that. The, the average person would have gone off on me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I mean, the light would have sh- shined through you, and that would make that person think sometimes. Most, a lot of time it doesn't, but yeah, yeah. they would see, because the devil children expect you to judge them and go off. Because that's what fake Christians do. Yeah. Christians that have no love, they go off on the ones that, and they, they don't see that they're of the devil too. So they think they're better. How can you murder, kill the unborn child? When they're killing the soul of other by judging them, when they're playing God, when they're allowing the devil to kill their own soul, but they're ready to go off on someone else, and it's all ego, not realizing that they're of the devil as well. So then how do we fight that battle then? By, by being aware. Yeah. 
by staying present. When you're in the present, in the future or the past or in your imagination, you will be shown how to fight the battle, okay. and it will be amazing. It will be real power. It will be the power of love, which is the nature of God. But everybody got a vice, because everybody's sin, but it's not them. Isn't that deep? Mm-hmm. Amazing. But you got to get on this path and stay there. And whenever you respond or react to something, that's not you reacting. That's the ego reacting. And be glad for that shock of the ego mm-hmm. because it allows you to see, wow, the ego is going out of control. <laughs> It'll let you see what's in you. And you'll see that it's not you. So don't be mad about shocks. Be happy about the shocks because it's shocking to the ego. And you'll start to see that you're not the ego. Some people need shock to wake up like that. If they're all nice and soft all the time, they might not wake up. They'll continue to think that they are their bodies. You are not your body. Is that understood? Yeah. But good question, man. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. They cannot see. Just stay present. That's why you must stay present. So you can see how to deal with all things. Yes, sir. If anybody disagree with any of this, I want to hear from you about it. All right. uh, I was touching on what he was talking about, but um, you don't think that at some level that there are people who accept the darkness and go full force with that as someone who sees the light and goes full force with the light? Repeat that. Like, I understand there are some people who are in the dark that don't know they're in darkness. Right. But it just seems how intricate the darkness is in today's society that there are people who fully accept the darkness and they are trying to convert people on their side of darkness. Yeah, there are people who have totally sold their soul over to the devil. Right, okay. So you... They have done that. Okay. All right. But still, we can't hate them for that. They cannot see. And, and, and again, it doesn't mean you're accepting a wrong as a right. It's just you're not judging. It's not on you to do that. It's not your job to do that. You understand that? But yeah, there are people who have sold their soul. Our government have sold their soul to the, to the darkness. And all they want now is power, perceived power, and wealth. You treat them the same. Be honest with them, but don't hate them. And, and, and out of the whole government body, maybe one or two may say, wow, something different about that person. And that's a little light that would come on for them because they saw the light shining through you. But if you judge them, they ain't going to see nothing but darkness because the judge is dark, just like the one that they're judging. So how can they find their way? Christ never judged anybody. He said, let ye without sin cast the first stone. And everybody put the rocks down. But the people who judge one another, all they do is go find other judgmental people so they can join the club and agree with one another. But it's still dark. Amazing, huh? Yes, sir. Did you have your hand up, sir? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, speaking about judges, um, you said that no one's, we're no one to judge, right? Right. No man is... We can't judge anybody. It's against the law to do that. A spiritual so, law. So why do we have uh, judges in the courts oh, judging people? Like, you know, 
you know, and then you you mentioned but you know the, the law of the land. Yeah, and even then, we are not supposed as true brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we are truly, truly born again of God. We would never take one another to those judges. Mm-hmm. We would not do it. But and if the, you're not truly born again, you will do it. You you mentioned about you know let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Right. But isn't that what the judges and the law is doing by releasing all these criminals? One hundred percent. And look what's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we need a tough laws. You know, like we need a somebody needs to judge them, right? We somebody, need, right? I mean, if but but not hate them. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, can't let them out in the streets, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. I'm out of time already. I want to ask three more questions about this. Yes. Um, so kind of like what the gentleman was saying back here, um, and then you said that they don't know because they, they don't know there's a way out. Right. And that's kind of what I just want to clarify for them. And um, Christ came to give us a way out. In the right. Old Testament, there was no way out. It was just hell. And the people were keeping the letter of the law, but they, there was no way out. It's the spirit of the law, which that spirit is in Christ, and that same spirit is in us. It really is, but people don't know it. And that's that goes to my point of what I was saying about the they're saying the reference thing. What I'm saying is that um, the living example to show the way out. Yeah, it is Christ, but like he said, you will do greater things than I through right. the Father. So us being the new living examples of being whatever Christians or whatever that being the light and show being that example, we because like he's saying. They don't, the evil people are recruiting people like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when I'm saying That's that. An interesting question. I know what you asked. So Go when ahead. I'm saying updating the reference or looking at people as being like whoever it is that we look at and we're like, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, Trump, you, Hake, when he's on that debate yesterday. Like the, the new updated examples to see that it's possible. And God's God's work working through people and the whole fishermen of men concept, right. you know, that's what I mean. So I just wanted to oh, I clarify. Got you. Yeah, because when you see it, when you see hate, I saw that debate too. It was amazing. But I saw the light in hate. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't trying to recruit anybody. He was just being the light. And the light draws unto them those who are seeking. So yeah, you're absolutely right. He was... He was he was the light of it. You can see that. Uh, let me ask, how many have gossip before? Uh-huh. And how many have listened to gossip? Amazing. So why did you listen to gossip and or gossip? Um, why did you listen to it? Well, this was when I was a kid. I've been lucky enough to be raised in the way that the old school way where you don't tell people your personal things. You don't tell your vices. You keep that to yourself. Um, other people, however, not so much. And at the time, I was too weak to speak up. Yeah. I, you just, couldn't say, I don't want to hear that. Go right. to that person. Why are you telling right. me? Absolutely. Too That's weak. Right. Why have you listened to gossip or gossip? Um, Congratulations on getting married, by the way. They just got thank married. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I listen to gossip. It's like celebrity gossip, and I did. <laughs> and I listen to it because um, 
I was like, well, as long as this is not in my life, I might as well, you know, be entertained with these celebrities, guys. So, so it was entertaining. Oh, God. What a mess. Yeah, that's why I listened to it. And why have you gossiped before? Mm. I gossiped before, especially in high school, to see if maybe the other person was seeing what I was seeing about who I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) What a funny life. Like, maybe, maybe I might be tripping, or this is accurate, and if it's true, then is it really gossip, you know? Yeah, it's gossip. What do you mean? Um, well, yeah, that's why. Uh, anyone who tell your vices, anyone who gossip, anyone who listen to gossip, you're a murderer. You're a criminal. Anyone who does not have love is a criminal. You are a murderer. You are a criminal. Amazing, huh? Because if you were of love, you would never do that. Chris, can you come and read something for me real fast? I forgot to mention that to you earlier. You are a murderer. You are a criminal. You have no love. And anyone who don't have love is a criminal. I want to... Anybody disagree with any of this? This is so amazing. Uh, I want to read Galatian... Because of time here, we're like out of time. Uh, Galatians 15, I mean 5. I brought the word today. That's right. In the beginning was the word. And look, I've been using my word so much, I got tape on it. (laughs) So don't accuse me of not being in the word. Um, Galatians Five, thirteen through whatever that is. All right, we'll do. <laughs> okay. So he didn't prepare for this. Watch how well the white man reads. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, everyone. <laughs> Got the word here. Okay. <clears throat> After all, brothers, you were called to be free. Do not use your freedom as an opening for self-indulgence, but be servants to one another in love. Since the whole of the law is summarized in the one commandment, you must love your, love your neighbor as yourself. If you go snapping at one another and tearing one another to pieces, take care. You will be eaten up by one another. Instead, I tell you, be guided by the Spirit, and you will no longer yield to self-indulgence. The desires of self-indulgence are always in opposition to the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are in opposition to self-indulgence. They are opposites. One against the other, that is how you are prevented from doing the things that you want to. But when you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Uh, when want, uh, sorry. When self-indulgence is at work, the results are obvious. Sexual, sexual vice, impurity, uh, and sensuality, the worship of false gods and sorcery, antagonisms and rivalry, jealousy, bad temper and quarrels, disagreements, factions and malice, drunkenness, orgies and all such things. Uh, about uh, And about these, I tell you now, as I have told you uh, in the past, that people who behave in these ways will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
On the other hand, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, trustfulness, gentleness, and self-control. No law can touch such things as these. All who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified self with all its passions and its desires. Since we are living by the Spirit, let our behavior be guided by the Spirit, and let us not be conceited or provocative and envious of one another. Amazing. Thank you, Matt. We're supposed to pray for one another. We're not supposed to try to go after one another. We're supposed to be the light for one another. And if you are truly, truly born again of the heart, you will be that way. You cannot help yourself. But if you're not truly, truly born of the heart, Satan is your daddy. And you build an army. Look at the Christians, how they build armies against one another. They don't show any love because they cannot see. Their hearts are wicked. We're supposed to love one another. When the last time y'all prayed for somebody? Your enemy. <clears throat> Anybody here ever prayed for their enemy? Amazing. Pray for one another. Love one another. Because they're of the devil just as we are. What you do to others is done to you. I'm telling you, watch that. What you do to others is done to you. And the same battle that's going on inside of you is going on outside of you, inside of others. The same spirit. And we are possessed until we're born again and the light take over. You're possessed with demons. And if Jesus was around in person, he had to lay hands on you and rebuke the devil. You have devils in you. And most people don't believe that they are possessed, but you are possessed. That's why you do the things you don't want to do. That's why you have fear and doubt and jealousy and worry and envy and strife and backstabbing and gossiping and listening to gossiping. You are committing crimes. Amazing, huh? Amazing. Amazing. I got to end. What? Okay, make it really, really short. I'm out of time. I just have a tip that I use sometimes, and it's something that you have a lot of great things you say, right? Amazing. Everyone loves that. What a mess. That's another real popular one. Tons of them. One that I use when I'm trying to discern and not judge, and I don't hear you say it that often, but I like it a lot. I hear it in my head. I hear your voice when you go, oh, well, and I always hear it. I see someone do something. I go, oh, well, and I just keep it moving. You got to go. And one thing I do want to say to you, because you don't owe the world any explanation. You do not owe the world a response. When you respond to the world, you respond to the devil. But the world tell you, oh, you need to explain yourself. You owe me an explanation. You don't. God said, be still. He didn't say respond. Do all things, be still. So don't let the world convince you. Somehow or another, you owe them an explanation. You don't owe them that. And some people feel the pressure. They'll, they'll, they'll be trying to explain. You don't owe that. All right? Be still and know God. Amazing. I hope that that helped today. I, uh, I want to encourage you to stay on the straight and narrow path. Let the ego die. And the fool will be made wise. But you got to die because you don't know what you don't know yet. You don't even know God yet. And when you're dying in the ego, all your little ideas and my ideas, everybody's ideas are erased. Then you shall know God, the true God. You don't really know him yet. So stay with the silent prayer, www.silentprayer.video, um, and watch. Pray and watch. 
And the next time these devils approach you with their mess, you rebuke them. Go to the person who forgive, leave me alone about it. Don't even listen to it because you committed murder, all right? Or whatever it may be. Don't judge the baby killer. That doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean you're accepted, but they can't see. If they could see, they would not know, they would not do it. Christ said, forgive them. They know not what they do. They cannot see, all right? So do the silent prayer. Um, tune into the shows this week. I appreciate your super chats and donations and things, and we'll respond to that tomorrow, but you got to become an individual. It's with you. Stop joining the club. We don't have a membership here, right? You don't join a club. You're free to come and free to go. It's up to you. All right? So thank you all. I hope that helped today, and thank you all. Amazing meeting today. I appreciate it. I hope it was helpful. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs>